It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. And we return here with another episode of Locked On Ravens. I am your host, Kevin Ostriker of Ravens Wire. And we return here with a Friday episode, another Purple Friday episode, talking about the Baltimore Ravens and their upcoming matchup. This time, that matchup is their week three bout with the Detroit Lions. Detroit comes into this one at 0-2. We'll talk about why that is. We'll get into the full game preview in both the second and the third segments. For one, in the second segment, we'll talk about the Ravens offense going against that great defense and then finally in that third segment we'll talk about the Ravens defense going up against Jared Goff and that Detroit offense then in the first segment we're going to do a little bit of just again Ravens news notes and quotes talking a bit about the Ravens injury report some I, I call it controversy that happened on the Ravens injury report or I guess before it actually came out about a certain player a very prominent player who was actually on the injury report for the Ravens today so there's no shortage of content here Unlocked on Ravens because the Ravens give that content to us every day. Again, if you are here with us on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to the channel, like the video at a thousand subscribers here on YouTube. I plan on doing something special. I don't know what it is yet. I'm I'm considering the Ravens conditioning test, kind of pulling that up and, and recording myself doing that at a thousand subscribers. If you have a different idea, I'm, I'm, I am taking suggestions. So any idea you have, I'm more than open to hearing about it. Also, if you're following along with us in audio form, so anywhere on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, be sure to follow the show so you know when our content comes out. But I'll tell you right here, it's Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Eastern time. And be sure to follow my personal account on Twitter. That's at ChaosShaker34 and the show account, which is at LockedOnRavens. So with all that being said, we're going to jump right in here and and let's start off with the Ravens news, notes, and quotes. Although I guess it's going to be mostly news and notes here because the injury report was just, I mean, such a controversial topic on Thursday. Drama happening before it came out, the reports. So the first thing I want to do is we're going to actually discuss 
the entire injury report. We'll get into a bit of each player, and then we'll dive into the actual huge controversy part. So pulling up the injury report, players who did not participate in practice were wide receiver Marquise Brown with an ankle injury, safety Deshaun Elliott with a concussion, quarterback Lamar Jackson with an illness. Keep that in mind for the rest of this segment, the rest of the show. Tackle Ronnie Stanley with an ankle injury. Defensive end Derek Wolf with a hip and back injury. Those are the guys who did not participate. Limited participants. Outside linebacker Dalen Hayes with a knee injury. Cornerback Jimmy Smith with an ankle injury. And both defensive tackle Brandon Williams and cornerback Tavon Young returned to practice. Williams dealing with a neck injury and Young dealing with a knee injury. So, obviously, you know, the Lamar Jackson thing we'll get into in a few minutes here. Just diving into that more in depth. But... It's it's good news that Tavon Young and Brandon Williams returned to practice. Even if it was just in a limited fashion, it shows that they are at least on the right path to playing on Sunday. Obviously, there's not a given. You know, Sunday will be when we know whether those guys will be in the lineup or not. But for now, it seems like that's a pretty good indication of, hey, they're at least working their way back. Williams left the game around, I think it was the third quarter-ish with that neck injury. And Young left the game right at the end one of the final plays of the defensive series for the Ravens with that knee. Now, Elliott is a different story. His concussion, again, concussions are a bit of a fragile thing. They have to work back or players have to work back through them. The concussion protocols what they have to go through. So he has to go through those steps where he can even return to practice. So at this point, I, unless he returns to practice on Friday and it's reported he gets through that protocol, if he doesn't practice on Friday, I don't see him playing on Sunday. You know, the Ravens might even rule him out before Sunday if he doesn't participate today in practice. So we'll see what the final injury report that comes out is for this team. Hopefully, Elliot will be cleared from his concussion. He'll be healthy and everything will be all good with him. I know some people have had concerns about Marquise Brown and his ankle injury. He he followed, I assume, if he practices in at least a limited fashion on Friday, the same injury path. He did not practice last week Wednesday, did not practice last week Thursday. Last week, Friday, turned in a limited session, and so he was able to play on Sunday, had a really great game on Sunday night. So hopefully Brown will take that same path here today. He'll be able to practice today, and he'll be in there on Sunday, and he's a big part of what the Ravens do on offense for sure. And hopefully Jimmy Smith will be able to play in this one. I know the hope was Smith would be able to return for the game against Kansas City. That did not happen, obviously, but Hopefully he will be in uniform. The Ravens have a couple of, you know, especially with Elliott now potentially being out and Tavon Young being hurt, but hopefully he'll play. The Ravens have some secondary depth issues. They, they had to call it Quavon Seymour last week from the practice squad after being with the team for like a day or two. So Jimmy Smith's return would be much, much welcome by the Baltimore Ravens. And this is a team that will... I'd assume we'll probably be missing Ronnie Stanley again. Again, it's if he returns to practice on Friday, then it becomes, all right, maybe he could play, but if he doesn't practice again today, I I don't see him playing. And the Ravens, I think they feel a lot more confident in who they have on that offensive line at the tackle positions than they did in week one when Stanley and Alejandro Villanueva struggled because Villanueva and Patrick McCarry both played very, very well in that week two win against Kansas City. So, you know, those are most of the injuries there. Dalen Hayes, a limited participant. Will he even be active if he is 100% healthy? You know, it's probably a battle for that fifth in, or outside linebacker spot between Jalen Ferguson and Hayes. So if the Ravens feel like Hayes can do more than Ferguson, then obviously Hayes will be active if he's healthy. But if not, then Ferguson will probably get that call there. But the big one here for the Baltimore Ravens, of course, that is quarterback Lamar Jackson, who mispracticed with an illness. You know, let's call it what it is now. It was an illness. 
Now, the, the whole drama surrounding this, if you had, if you missed it, you know, I'll kind of break it down quickly here. The Ravens, are, it was reported by a bunch of people, you know, Jess Rebeck and Jameson Hensley, and eventually Adam Schefter got on it, and a bunch of people that Lamar Jackson mispracticed. And the, the reason wasn't clear at first. And some some guys did a good job, at, you know, not really reporting it until it actually came out of the injury report and right when they knew what it actually was. And others kind of speculated on it. Now, Adam Schefter was the main culprit of that. I know he got a lot of backlash because he had mentioned in his tweet, that Jackson had, you know, landed on his hip after flipping in the end zone to celebrate his touchdown on Sunday night. And it wasn't really known why he was out. You know, Schefter putting that in his tweet rubbed a lot of people the wrong way because people assume that, you know, oh, Adam Schefter put something about his hip in the tweet. That means that he's out with a hip injury. And that's like what it is because Adam Schefter, obviously one of the most respected reporters throughout the entire NFL landscape, sports world landscape. So really, you know, with his platform, people, anything that's in a tweet, even though Schefter did not directly say Lamar Jackson is out with a hip injury, he said, this is what he did. He didn't say this is why. But still, people took that as Lamar Jackson is out. So Ian Rappaport, I know Hensley did this. Rebeck was the one who actually reported it at first. He didn't put anything in his tweet. You know, he, yeah, no, nobody's blaming Jess Rebeck here. Jess Rebeck is one of the, the loved reporters in Baltimore Ravens Nation, definitely. But Rappaport, Hensley, they knew it when either the injury report came out or just before. And Zubek also was on top of this when he knew exactly what it was. That it was just an illness. But before the illness thing came out, it was, oh, Lamar Jackson shouldn't have flipped in the end zone. No, it's all catching up with him. Ed Werder put something out there about it. It's, it's, it's those types of things where nothing was confirmed yet about the hip injury. A couple people kind of put it in their tweets, respected people. They ran with it. You know, I personally don't want to say anything about it until it was reported what it was. And I knew what it was because it's just speculation at that point that can get people riled up. And that's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to know the facts before I, I did put it out there. You know, some people jumped the gun a little bit, other people waited. And I know that, you know, it's a really controversial topic, but it just comes back to the point that it, at this stage in Lamar Jackson's career, he has had to get so used to to hate, so used to people nitpicking every single one of his actions. I mean, it, it's unbelievable. Yes, look, if Lamar Jackson did get hurt celebrating that touchdown, it wouldn't have been a great situation, right? Obviously, it could have been avoided this, that, and the other, but I mean, he didn't. You know, he, he was celebrating. He, he was joking around. It seemed like a joke that his hip was a little sore. I think people took that out of context, too. So it's, again, stuff getting magnified. But it was the reporting before the fact that got people upset about it. And then people piggybacked off of that and said, oh, you know, Lamar Jackson shouldn't be doing that. He shouldn't be celebrating. This is what he gets. No, I mean, he was he was he was in the moment celebrating a touchdown in a huge game. You know, he. He wasn't going into that saying, let's be as reckless as possible here and flashy and did it. No, he was in the moment, adrenaline running high. That's what happens. Like, I, I understand people are concerned and worried about it. And, you know, if he lands one wrong way, something really bad can happen. And look, that's completely understandable. But trying to pin that on something or pin an, an absence for him on something that is not remotely true. And, and, you know, people didn't wait for the facts. That, again, is what got people upset. So hopefully Jackson is able to recover from this illness completely you know 100 it doesn't look like he's in jeopardy of missing sunday's game against detroit and, th and that's really all that matters jackson flipped in the end zone he celebrated you know he's not injured from it but let's move on right we can put that talk to bed we can move on and talk about how lamar jackson had a great game against the chiefs right it's it's stuff like this where 
Jackson's successes are getting kind of pushed aside in the, the, this isn't even a mistake. He didn't even do anything here, but it's the negatives that are getting magnified. So obviously people talk about Lamar Jackson in, in a bright light all the time sometimes, but all the time also, it's about what did he do wrong? He can't throw the football. He can't come from behind. So Jackson is a, is a world-renowned talent at the NFL level, and I think he should be treated as such because players like Josh Allen, you know, Baker Mayfield, people in his, his tier-ish, and, and some of these guys, he's above, but I'm not going to get into tiers right now. But even like Kyler Murray, we see him compared to every quarterback, Mahomes, Rodgers, Stafford, all these players. So Jackson, missing practice with an illness, not something stemming from his hip injury. He should be good to go for Sunday's game against Detroit. But we're going to head into our first break, and when we get back, we'll be diving into that full game preview that we have here about that Detroit game for Baltimore, so stay tuned for that. But did you know that Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? They're the best-tasting protein bar ever. They have coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, cookies and cream, German chocolate, and so much more. Not only are Bilt Bar flavors the best-tasting, but they're also healthy, too. You can order today and get that mint brownie or raspberry or whatever you like. So go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And we return here with our second segment of this Purple Friday edition of Locked on Ravens here in week three. Kevin Ostriker still here with you talking Ravens football. We just got into the Ravens injury report talking about the, the controversy that came of it with Lamar Jackson. But let's get into the actual game here. This Detroit Lions team going up against Baltimore. It's an away game for the Ravens. This, this is a game that the Ravens should definitely win. But we've seen in the past before, and I've said this on the show, it's not really been in the Lamar Jackson era this has happened. But we've seen it in prior years. The Ravens have definitely played down to opponents before, and it's gotten them in trouble. You know, they've played really close games and games that shouldn't have been close. They've lost to teams that they shouldn't have lost to. So it's play, it's it's stuff like that where you have to look at it and say, yeah, look, the Lions are 0-2, but they almost came back against San Francisco in week one. They were up at halftime against Green Bay in week two. They have some talent. So this is a, a team that definitely has struggled a bit so far, especially on the defensive side of the ball, but they're still a viable opponent for this Baltimore Ravens team. And, and I, I do want to start with the Ravens offense. This should be – such a good matchup for Lamar Jackson and company, you know, Mark Andrews, Marquise Brown, Tyson Williams, looking at how the Ravens offense is through two weeks. You're actually tweeted it out yesterday. And I wanted to run through the stats here quickly. I mean, this Ravens offense, let's just roll through these first in rushing yards with 440, their first in yards per carry with 5.9 yards per carry third in total yards with 887. They're fourth in points per game with 31.5. And so that means they're also also, Fourth in points scored, which is 63 for them. They're fifth in points per drive at 2.71. And finally, sixth in yards per play, which is 6.6. And if you want to get even deeper than that, they're also ninth in net yards per attempt passing the football. 
So they are doing a good job on the offensive side of the ball, even though J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, Rashad Bateman, Miles Boykins, Harry Phillips, <laughs> you know, the list is huge. The Ravens have lost on the offensive side of the ball, but they've they've come back from it. They've they've I'm not gonna say scrapped together because the players they have are talented, but they have pivoted to new guys, and those guys are working out very well for this Ravens team so far. I expect a big day for the Ravens running the football too. I have Detroit stats right here so far through two games in 2021 as well. The Lions are giving up 3.8 yards per carry. So that's actually 13th in the league right now. They're not a they're not a terrible run defense, but passing the football, this team is not great at, at defending the pass. They rank last in the league in net yards per attempt. Actually, they're tied for last with guess who? The Kansas City Chiefs. They're giving up 9.4 net yards per attempt. So when looking at the actual net yards per attempt, it's 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 a bit of a struggle for them. And they also lost a couple of really good corners, Jeff Okuda being the main one. And now one of their other stars will be out for a couple of weeks to a good young corner for them. So with Marquise Brown, hopefully playing in this game, obviously Sammy Watkins is, has been a really good veteran presence for this team so far. Hopefully this is the Mark Andrews breakout game. We haven't seen a ton out of Mark Andrews so far. Teams seem to be keying in on him a little bit. So I'm, I'm excited to see what that is going to be like. But this this will be a fun game, definitely, especially if the Ravens get up in this one. Then you could see some Tyson Williams action late in this game, maybe some Tyler Huntley action. But, you know, you can't go that far yet. The Ravens obviously have to take care of business in the first, you know, if they want to sit out Lamar Jackson in the fourth quarter, the first three quarters. So hopefully this team will be able to do that. This is another big game for the offensive line, though. I mean, this Lions defense, they they've struggled in terms of, Actual, actually getting some pass rush so far. You know, the Ravens also struggled in that department on defense, but the Lions have a good interior. Liam McNeil, someone who Matt Derry talked with us about yesterday on Locked On Ravens and Locked On Lions, that crossover edition. And Liam McNeil was somebody who I really like coming out of NC State. They have some big bodies in the middle who can clog up some lanes, but the Ravens saw some really nice contributions from that line. I talked about it in week two, Bradley Bozeman has played really, really well so far at the center position for the Ravens. Kevin Zeitler is is still learning the offense. I mean, all these guys are. And so you have to look at it and say Zeitler has been doing pr a pretty good job so far. He's had some up and down moments, but overall, I think he's been solid. Ben Powers, Ben Cleveland, it seems like the Ravens are going to go with a guard rotation. And that's another storyline in this game, one that I'm kind of interested in, because there, there are pros and cons to that kind of rotation and I did talk about this earlier in the week but the Ravens and in, in that rotation people see that I think and they look at what happened at right tackle last year with DJ Fluker and Tyre Phillips and they're like no thank you please but I think Powers and Cleveland are a better duo a left guard than Phillips and Fluker were at the right tackle position so I'm excited to see that obviously if Stanley doesn't play it's going to be villain away at left tackle again ideally Pasha McCarry out there at right tackle again and that's another storyline because it's about when Stanley comes back, what is going to happen there if both players continue playing really, really well. Trey Flowers is on that Detroit defense. He's a, a proven pass rusher, but hasn't had a super, super strong start this season. So the Lions are definitely going to be looking at that. Another key storyline that happened for the Detroit defense this week is Jamie Collins, a veteran linebacker who has not performed very well this year. He's apparently on the trade block. It looks that way. So a, a young guy and Derek Barnes, an inside linebacker, is going to get some work 
against the Ravens offense that, I mean, going up against a defense like this and Detroit is a team that has not seen the Ravens in person since Lamar Jackson took over going up against Lamar Jackson for the first time that the, the Lions are struggling on defense. I mean, looking at the actual points, they have given up 76 points. That is second to last in the entire NFL. They rank 31 there with that, with giving up 76 points. They've also given up 765 yards that ranks 20th in the entire NFL. So it's kind of stats like that where the Ravens offense and how good they have been. I just read off there in the top five, top six, and a lot of categories so far, despite not having a lot of their playmakers. But as Marquise Brown said on Good Morning Football, the Ravens always have a chance when number eight is out there. And, and I agree with that. Jackson's so polarizing. And what with the, you know, whether they do run a couple RPOs or whether it's off of play action or, you know, this, that, and the other, the mesh point plays, you have to look at it in the way that a young Detroit defense, for the most part, you know, having a bunch of players who haven't seen Lamar Jackson in person before, I think that's going to be a little bit difficult, especially with all the motion the Ravens do, the pulling, getting to the second level with the offensive line, the receivers being good blockers as well. It, it'll be a little tough for this defense in Detroit, I think, to get acclimated to that. Now, look, maybe they could, and maybe I'll be proven wrong, but honestly, I don't, I, I don't really see a way how that's going to work unless they just play good disciplined football. Dan Campbell talked about the gaps earlier in the week. You know, that's how you beat the Ravens is stay disciplined. Don't let Lamar Jackson fool you. But Lamar Jackson is so talented with the football. It can sometimes be hard to not be fooled by him, especially when he can make plays happen on every play in the blink of an eye. So, you know, I think the Ravens will score a decent amount of points here. Maybe we'll see Lamar Jackson rest in the fourth quarter. Detroit's defense could definitely do do a few things, make a few things happen, but honestly, I'm not super, super concerned about how the Ravens will be able to move the football against Detroit. Maybe they'll struggle a bit at first or struggle for a couple drives, but I think the Ravens will, will do a fine job on the offensive side of the ball. But when we get back here from our final break, we'll head into the defensive side of the ball for the Ravens, so stay tuned for that. But after two weeks of the NFL regular season, there's still time to make the most of it with a better way to create your custom pool at RunYourPool.com, the premier sports pool hosting service. RunYourPool makes it ridiculously easy to run a football pool with friends, family, or office mates. They offer dozens of formats, including Survivor, Pick'em, Squares, Margin, Confidence, Pool 33, and more. Check them out today and get $10 off RunYourPool.com slash LockedOn or use our promo code LockedOn at checkout. Anywhere, everywhere in the world, RunYourPool helps friends and colleagues compete. Don't miss out. The NFL season is off to an exciting start. So go to runyourpool.com slash locked on and have your pool up and running in minutes. Runyourpool.com slash locked on. And we're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the Gridironist teams are back to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or using mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And we are back here with our final segment of this Purple Friday edition of Locked On Ravens. Kevin Ostrecker, still here with you. And let's talk about this Ravens defense now. Because the defense so far, look, it has, it's not been amazing. They've made some clutch plays when it's mattered. But, I mean, looking at the Ravens' defensive stats here, 
it's not what you'd come to expect out of a Ravens defense. Definitely. They have for sure struggled so far. They're giving up the 29th most points so far. They've given up 68. They're giving up the most passing yards in the NFL with 752. The Lions, on the other hand, they actually are a very heavy passing offense. They have the number one amount of attempts so far throughout two weeks in passing attempts. They also have the 12th most yards. So this is a game where the Ravens secondary is definitely going to have to step up. We know what Marlon Humphrey can do. You know, we know what Anthony Avert can do, but this defense is definitely feeling the loss of Marcus Peters. And it's not just him on the field, right? Marcus Peters, he, he has some good and some bad to him, right? He is an overall phenomenal football player. Sometimes struggles to tackle a little bit, you know, can take some gambles, but those gambles are what makes him so good because of his high football IQ, his game sense, his awareness. He, he's also become a leader on that Baltimore defense. You know, I, I keep going back sometimes on these shows to week 14 against Cleveland last season where Marcus Peters was telling Deshaun Elliott to stay confident in himself, trust his ability, and stuff like that that's kind of missed on the football field, especially from somebody who's so passionate, much like Marcus Peters is. So that's been a big loss for them. I think they're still trying to adjust. This defense also, as I talked about in the first segment, might not be with Deshaun Elliott. Deshaun Elliott might miss this game. Hopefully Jimmy Smith can come back and and do some solid things. But, you know, that's an if. That's not a guarantee right now that he's, he's going to be able to come back in week three. So it'll be up to Avert to continue his strong play. Marlon Humphrey, obviously, moving him all around the field, depending on what the status is with Jimmy Smith. You know, it's, it's all stuff like that. But guys like Brandon Stevens, if Deshaun Elliott's unable to play, Geno Stone, maybe Ardarius Washington, if Taylon Young's a bit banged up. It seems like the Ravens like Ardarius Washington more in that slot cornerback role. I mean, he definitely can play some safety, but it seems like they're looking at him more in the, the, the cornerback role there. So I don't know. The defense has definitely struggled so far. Part of it also comes from the pass rush. The Ravens are third to last in the NFL right now. The team itself, they're doing some solids. It's always obviously been a really, really good piece for them. But third to last in net pressure is not great. So it'll be interesting. And I keep coming back to interesting because it is an interesting thing to me where the, the pass rush, they have the players this year, I think. Obviously, we talked about how or do they have the players? Do they not have the players? Because Justin Houston was not there yet. And I know a lot of people kind of singled out the, the pass rush as a key place for them to improve. Now, Houston is in, but they can't be relying on one player. So someone has to step up. Who has that player been? It's been Adafe Owe. Had that massive play at the end of the Chiefs game. Got his first career sack against the Raiders in week one. So he's stepped up and he's performed well. But, you know, we haven't really seen a ton out of Tyus Bowser. Dalen Hayes has been injured. Pernell McPhee isn't really being used for a full complement of snaps. I mean, he shouldn't be, but that's just what it is. The interior, just about a week, shows some flashes. Clayus Campbell is Clayus Campbell. Derek Wolf not being there kind of hurts, but it's just a matter of getting into a routine, getting into a rhythm. But I know that this team loves the blitz. I think Don Martindale missed doing that a bunch last week, and he'll get to it again this week. Lions offensive line, Panay Sewell, has been playing well on the left side so far. We'll see what ends up happening with the rest of the guys there. They have, you know, some strengths there, also some weaknesses. So hopefully the Ravens interior guys, the, the pass rush will be able to do some things. It's also a big bounce back game, I think, for Patrick Queen and Malik Harrison. Queen and Harrison, not the best games, obviously, when you're tasked with covering Travis Kelsey and, and kind of leading a defense in a way against uh, Pastor Mahomes led offense with Kelsey, with Tyree Kill, and all those guys, it'll be a bit tough. And I will say that Queen and Harrison both played a lot better than they did in their previous game against Kansas City last year in 2020. 
But this is a defense that is missing key contributors. Again, Smith has been out. Peters has gone for the year. Chris Westry now on injured reserve, who played a good amount of snaps in week one against the Raiders. They're missing some guys, including Derek Wolf, also on the interior, which has been big for them, and maybe Elliott as well. So guys are stepping up. They have to step up. The secondary depth, I've talked about it before. They seem to start, the Ravens seem to start with like 2 million corners and end the year with two. So the guys are going to have to continue to come in, play solid football. I think Anthony Averett's been astounding. I expect another big week from him. But the key here in this game, if we're talking about Detroit, is being able to, one, stop the run. Detroit it has DeAndre Swift on that team, Jamal Williams. Two, though, covering TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson has been one of the best tight ends in the NFL so far. And he's someone who is now the third straight tough tight end matchup for this Ravens team. In week one, it was Darren Waller. In week two, it was Travis Kelsey. Week three, they have Hawkinson. In week four, they have Noah Fant. So it doesn't get any easier still. But I think this team, they're prepared. They have really, really, really struggled to stop those tight ends, though. That'll be a key point in this game. Jared Goff, he's, he's Jared Goff's security blanket. I mean, Goff has been up and down for the Lions, made some good decisions, made some bad decisions. That I think that's what Jared Goff is going to be for this Lions team. I think he's a, a bit better than people make him out to be, but I know that in Detroit, he does not have a lot of pass catching weapons. Tyrell Williams, who was one of their big guys who they brought in is going to be out in this one with a concussion. They're going to be relying on young guys. So, I mean, we'll see what ends up happening. I think though, the talent difference on both the Ravens offense versus Detroit's defense and the Ravens defense versus Detroit's offense, it's, it's, a, it's, a, little, it's a little too big for me to see the Lions winning this one. I think it could be closer than some people say. I'm not seeing a like 45 to three victory or anything, a 50 to 50 to 10 victory, but I see like 30 to 17. I think that's going to be what my final score is here, where again, it's like the box score is a little bit closer than what the game actually is, where maybe the Lions kick a late field goal, score a late touchdown, and then stuff kind of goes from there, as opposed to it being like, you know, a huge, massive blowout win. I think the Lions could put up a fight, but I think the Ravens still definitely win this. And and it doesn't matter how much the Ravens win by, right? If it's one, if it's 50, as long as the Ravens go one and no every week from now on, I think they'll take that for sure. So I'm going 30 to 17 Ravens. I think the Ravens will win this one. And I'm excited to see how it all plays out for this Baltimore Ravens team on Sunday. Let me get back here on Monday because we are taking a two-day break here on Locked on Ravens. We'll be diving into everything that happened in that Lions and Ravens matchup. So stay tuned for that, and I will see you on Monday. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.